welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. Brought to you by Elite Consulting Partners, it's the only podcast offering unfiltered guidance and direct advice for all things concerning financial advisors, RIAs, and the practitioners in the wealth management business. Learn more and subscribe today at EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcast. And now, here's your host, Frank LaRosa. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. I am your host, Frank LaRosa, and I'm joined today by a very interesting guest, uh, someone that um, I've known for a little bit, and we are working on a special project together. Uh, Ray Kelly is on our show today. Uh, Ray is the senior vice president uh, at a company called Think to Perform, which is an executive leadership organization um, where he specializes in in helping folks like us be better at what we do and um, uh, being super performer. So, Ray, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. It's it's great to be here, and I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Yeah, me too. So, I think it's going to take some interesting turns throughout the course of our you know 30, 40 minute conversation. To my listeners, as you all know, if you've been listening to me or if you follow me on Instagram at franklarose.elite, you know, one of the things that I'm really into and really try to pay it forward with is how to be a better uh, entrepreneur, how to be a better leader in an organization. We, we are always learning. You should be a continuous learner. And so I, I wanted to have Ray on the show because this is the space that he works in and he focuses on. Which you know, so candidly, I'm trying to uh, maybe I'm getting some free advice today. Uh, we'll see about that. Um, but then the other thing that is exciting is uh, Ray and I are partnered together on something that uh, several of us, uh, really five other uh, great leaders within the financial service community, partnered on called uh, the Financial Advisor Success Syndicate, which is a group of us that have created this mastermind organization uh, specifically designed for financial service professionals where they can hear from someone like Ray, someone like John Cutton, who's one of the one of the founding partners as well as a top five Barron's um, advisor. Um, he runs a $70 million financial advisory practice. Um, Anthony Anderson, Tina Beck, um, who is a president of my uh, marketing company. So she's she top notch when it comes to how to brand yourself. Uh, John Randall, XFA advisor coaching, uh, works with tons of advisors. So it's this group of us that have come together to sort of pay it forward to give members sort of a behind the scenes, not private, but behind the scenes conversations and a group where you can pose ideas. And uh, if you're trying to figure out compensation plans for your assistants and you're looking for more advice than just the, you know, the dozen or so advisors in your office that, you know, you can reach out to someone in the organization and create these, create these great relationships and then we're going to have guests on and we're going to talk about M&A. We're going to talk about recruiting and leadership. So that's sort of what Ray and I are going to talk about today is, is a little bit of everything. But what I wanted to do, and uh, as I finish my rant, sorry, I'm excited about the opportunity, but I wanted to just start with Ray getting my audience to understand you know, who you are, what is Think to Perform, and why is it so important in this in this environment today? It's, leadership de, you know, development is always important, but I think more so now than ever before with the trend of W two advisors going into the independent space. Uh, I think advisors need it more than ever. So let me just start with your background, and and we'll go from there. Yeah, again, I'm just as excited as you are about the financial advisor success syndicate. I think it's an opportunity for us to uh, you use the word free advice. 
it's this group, this initial seven founders, all are experts in different parts of the financial services industry. And we want to give back, pay it forward. And then we're going to allow us uh, an avenue, a community where we're getting together in front of all of you is, is uh, every week and talking about our area of expertise and my area of expertise and take the performance area of expertise is on the leadership side. Specifically, uh, one of the things that I do know about the industry is how it's growing so fast and the consolidation that is occurring all over the place. The teams are getting bigger and bigger. The size of the practices are getting bigger and bigger. I, I saw a slide at a conference a number of years ago. It was right before the pandemic, and I wish I had the slide with me. But it showed the number of baby boomers retiring for the next decade at a record rate. Actually, it was peaking this year, 2023. But for the next seven, eight years, it's all-time record number of boomers retiring. At the same line, I called that, that was a blue line on the, the slide graph. Then there was a red line that showed the number of financial advisors in the industry going down. And that's because a lot of those baby boomers are retiring are people like us who are in the industry, gray hair and balding. Okay, They're not planning on doing this into their 80s. So a lot of them are leaving the industry and we're just not replacing them at the same rate. So it's slowly but surely going down the number of advisors. You put those two things together, boomers retiring at a record rate and the number of financial professionals uh, going down a little bit. Moss Adams Investment News a few years ago did um, a survey to the top 300 independent RIAs and asked them, what is the expected growth rate on the revenue line okay, per advisor for the next decade? Frank, take a guess. What do you think it is? Percentage increase revenue line okay, per advisor for the next decade because blue line, boomers retiring at record rate. Probably low single digits. And actually, this is, again, optimistic RIAs, 14% per advisor per year. It's pretty pretty bold, okay? And it's actually happening, folks. It's happening, okay? 14%, if you know the rule of 72, you divide that 14% and 72, it basically says, if you're average, you're going to double your business every five years, if you're average. And again, it's happening on the revenue line per advisor in the industry. So if you're doing a million today, you'll be doing two million in five years and you'll be doing four million in 10 years. The guy you were talking about, John Cutton, is doing it at a much faster rate, much faster. Okay, I, He's one of the people I coach. But here's the thing that I asked John, because I knew that this was going to happen. I said, John, do you think four million is more work than one million? Guys, okay, think about that. It's four million. If you're doing four million in revenue, more work than one million. And a lot of people are, oh, not really. It is. I work with people who are doing 4 million, 8 million, 70 million. And when you're starting to do 4 million, 8 million, you have a lot of people working for you. Okay. It is more work. Here's the second question I ask every single one of them Are you personally interested in working more hours? And I've not had one yes yet. <laughs> okay. Right. There's this great opportunity in our industry, one of the greatest ever. At the same time, also one of the great obligations. I think our clients need us not only up to retirement, but in retirement even more. So we have one of the greatest opportunities and obligations in the industry. Okay, if you're average, you're going to double twice in the next 10 years. If you don't want to kill yourself, because it is a lot more work, key jingle block will be leadership. How to get it done through others. Okay, one of my messages for everyone when I'm out talking to people is, 
we're seeing the technology changes, Frank. It's it's amazing. Okay. If you're if you're not seeing the changes, you need to change firms. Okay. You're in the wrong place because these companies are investing in technology. I call it high tech, high touch. Okay. A lot of you don't control tech, how it's developed, artificial intelligence, all of the different things, but you do control whether you use it. And I want you to think about this. My first big message to all of you is embrace the technology. It ain't going away. Embrace it. And if your company doesn't have it, you better think about changing because you need to be investing capital in the technology changes. The high touch, you control. Okay. High touch. And that's one of the things that we help people with is how to actually high touch both in terms of the, the people you lead, okay, your leadership skills, but also with your clientele. Okay, and there are a lot of different things you can do in that space. And that's what it, we do at Think to Perform is help people with both of those things, how to take this to your clients, but also how to take this to the people you lead, including yourself. Tell us a little bit about your background. Where did you, where did you come from? How did you start with uh, Think to Perform? I can go all the way back to my, I grew up in Michigan. So you and I were talking football earlier. I know Frank was a football coach, played a little football. I wasn't very good. Um, but I went to the University of Michigan. It has a decent team. Um, I was a finance major there. And you guys may remember those days back in college where f- companies would come in and interview. And the internet didn't exist. So you really didn't have a lot of information about the companies, but this little company called IDS Financial Services came to campus and they had finance in their name and I had finance in my name. I thought we had a match. <laughs> I had no idea what they did. They offered me a job and I started their corporate headquarters. And my first job, Frank, was I was an internal auditor. And what I learned there is what I never wanted to do again. I hated it. I spent uh, 13 months, three weeks, four days and about six hours in audit. Couldn't stand it. Uh, but what I did learn is what we did as a company. We helped clients achieve their financial goals and dreams. And I said, I need to go on the client-facing side of the business. So that business ideas for most of the people know this became American Express. Financial Advisors now is Ameriprise. And I ended up uh, getting to the client-facing side of the business, ended up leading Texas for a period of time, then a bigger region, and then they had me lead the nation on the employee side of the business, Frank. So I did that for a, a number of years, and then I quit. And the reason why I quit was because my values were out of whack. And not the company's values, but my personal values. I was espousing the most important thing in my life was my family. And at the time, I had four children between the ages of seven and 14, and I was working 60, 80 hours a week, traveling all over the country, and I was not in line with that value. So I quit. And I said, became a dad, got involved in school, church, coached their teams, all of that good stuff. But one of the things I realized is from 8 o'clock to 3 o'clock, they went to school. What am I going to do with my time? And that's when I found Think to Perform, this company that's helping people improve their decision-making, their businesses, and specializing and targeting the financial services industry. And I had a lot of success. The reason why I had a success at Ameriprise was uh, I was pretty good at developing leaders and developing teams of leaders. And I'll use a military analogy. Um, You have privates all the way up to generals. What I was really good at is developing young officers to become generals. Um, That was my sweet spot. One of the things I found out is, yes, I could teach a private or a sergeant how to shoot a gun. I know how to do those things. But my sweet spot was helping them lead people. Okay, how to be more effective as a leader. 
And I found that the generals often, the CEOs of big companies and stuff like that usually became generals because they had a proven way of doing things and they didn't necessarily want coaching, okay? But a lot of people in the middle that are developing the, the lieutenants and captains and colonels and stuff like that, that's my sweet spot. It happens tied to our industry. As advisors go from one to two, two to four, four to eight, okay, they're going to have to learn how to get it done through others. We call it the transformation from advisor to CEO. You start to realize I can't just do it myself. And that's what I'm really good at. And I think to perform helping you build the systems and processes to develop that leadership culture. With the clients that you're working with today, are a lot of them former, I'll call the reform W2 advisors, right? Where they're, you know, they're they're used to running a practice, not not a business, but they're running a practice within the walls of a business that's run by someone else. And, you know, I think that there's this, I, I love the fact that there's so many advisors wanting to make that jump into entrepreneurship, real entrepreneurship versus being a practitioner. Uh, but I think that there's some unknowns that they're going to face. And as they grow, to your point, as you go from a million dollar practitioner to a two, three, or four, or five, or six, or more million-dollar business, what's required of you as the owner of the business is different than when you were the owner of the practice in a Morgan Stanley office. And I'm just saying Morgan Stanley, and not this is not throwing darts on anybody today, right? What are you seeing today as the biggest sort of like immediate gaps um, or hurdles that they're that they're they're facing and then maybe how are you working with it to overcome those hurdles yeah i I do have several clients like that okay and hope he's not listening but it's okay if he's listening he'd be okay if i quoted him i just won't give his name i was also helping him move from the w2 over the independent space and one of the things i said to him his name is greg it's greg the heart the biggest challenge will be all of the minutiae that you don't have to deal with advisor compensation, hiring of people, benefits, office, all these different things that you just take for granted. Okay. Right. Now you're, you want that. You, you want to run your own business. So I get that, but it's going to be different because you are really good at sales, selling stuff, hiring people, training them. I said, that's great. It's great acumen to have, but the hardest thing will be this other thing. And he's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He comes over and what he needed was a coach that was going to get into the minutiae. So I referred him to someone to help him with the minutiae, setting all that stuff. I'm a much more bigger picture. He needed to get his feet wet and get some systems and processes in place. But he calls me up about six months into this transition. And he says to me, he says, Ray, do you remember when you told me my biggest challenge would be these things? I said, yeah. And he goes, they are. And he goes, this is the analogy I think of. You ever buy a new house? And when you buy the new house, the people who sold you the house say, hey, why don't you come over to the house and we'll tell you about how to turn the sprinkler system on and how to where the water valve is. And this drawer has Jimmy and you can just push it. And they're helping you with all the little things that run the house. And the whole time when you're walking through the house, you're going, yeah, 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 yeah. Give me the keys and I want to get in the house. Because that's how I felt with you telling me about all the things I had to think about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, just get me over there. I'll get a, I'll get to run my own show. I get to be the boss, get a higher payout, all these good things. And then the shit hits the wall. They have the contracts. It's just back to 
He goes, I should have been writing those things down and listening. Okay. And I think back to the financial advice, financial advisor success syndicate. One of the things that happens is a lot of people on the team are people that are engaged in different parts of this stuff. Whether it's David Grau helping with the contracts and stuff like that, you helping people find the proper culture and place for them to sit, Tina helping them with how to set up their marketing and their, their website, their this and that, John Cutton actually doing it, John Randall in terms of now if you get to rebrand yourself, what does it look like and how to get, go and get new clients. I help people think through the leadership structure, okay? How to set up systems and processes so that you're not just running a practice anymore where you're just worried about the next sale. You start to think like a CEO, okay? Hmm, I got to worry about the client experience, consistent client experience. I got to worry about products and pricing. I got to worry about paying my people, developing my people. Where are my people going to come from? All of those things. So it's it's in all of those areas that we can assist. And back to FAST, a community of like-minded people who are basically, like you said, we're going we're gonna to post all of this information, allow you to to do this, to ask us questions and stuff like that, to pay it forward. Um, that's why I'm super excited. I do have individual clients that I go, uh, we'll be talking to on a weekly or biweekly basis all of the time about their specific needs. We will, probably won't be able to get to that level of detail on FAST initially, but maybe long-term we'll be able to get to there. But that's, again, how I work with those people. It's It's a big opportunity and challenge at the same time. Sure. Yeah. I think, well, look, I think with uh financial advisor success syndicate or fast as, as you're, as you're calling it, uh, by the way, if you're, if you're interested and you're listening or watching on, on, our, on my YouTube channel, advisor talk with Frank Rosa, uh, if you're interested in um, joining or looking at um, fast, you can go in and uh, j- go to join com. There is an application uh, because we are, although we want this to be a really big, robust community we do have some limitations on or expectations on who can who can be part of the organization in terms of size and scale of the of your of your individual practice because we're really looking for practitioners have either found success and are trying to get to another level or are earlier on in that success curve right and trying to break through a million dollar mark or two million dollar mark whatever it is but go to join fast.com and you can uh, you can go in there and put everything in and then um, you can join the community. Think of it as a, um, I always liken it to like a private Facebook group. Um, I'm part of a, so John, I don't know if you know this or not, but well, you might, because this is sort of where this, uh, the, the the genesis of this, of this platform came from uh, with John and I. Um, I'm part of a, a group, another mastermind called it Arte Syndicate, which is a, which is an entrepreneur mastermind group uh, founded by two gentlemen, Ed Milet and Andy Frisella. And we were talking about this and and how great it is, and it's the it's the camaraderie and the sharing of ideas amongst the people in the group, not necessarily the leaders of the organization, right? Yeah, they, you know, like for for fast, you know, you you you're going to be on a call, you'd be on a live live call answering questions. I'll be on a live call. John and everybody else will be on calls and answering questions. But the what what what, what I'm really hoping for, at least, it was one of the found one of the founding members. Is that we build a a group of you know a couple hundred you know I think we're already at I think we're already at 150 or so applicants and we haven't even opened it up yet so it's going live um, I believe September um, 10th or 11th 
So it's going live. So um, we're really hoping to have several hundred members uh, on the outset and then maybe a couple thousand as it's growing. But what we're trying to bring on is a, is a diversified group of professionals that can share ideas amongst themselves. Again, posting an idea about how to structure a, you know, an equity, you know, you're bringing on a partner and is there anyone there that brought on a partner and how do you structure the deal? And so maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, David Grau can answer that question or John Cutton can answer that question, or maybe a dozen or so other members in the audience, in the group can answer that question, right? And now all of a sudden you're getting all of this great input that allows you to make an even better, more informed decision on how to approach your business. And, you know, like you said, Ray, that the the areas, if you look at the seven founders of the organization, it's almost like a family office style, like almost like a family office service model for financial advisors, because it covers the areas of the business that you should be uh, working working on or focusing on in order to run and grow, grow a, a really big business. What are you hoping to get out of um, the financial advisor success syndicate and you know, in terms of the reasoning that you you decided to join with us, aside from the fact that you you've done such a great job with John, he you know speaks the world of you in terms of what you've been able to do for him. Um, but when you think about the FASS as an organization and, and you paying it forward, I guess what are you hoping uh, that that not you get out of it, but what are you hoping that if I was just get out of it when they're when they're joining? Well, there's two things. It's what I will get out of it, but what I'm hoping everyone else does too. My my personal why, you know, I think why I was placed on this earth was to help shape cultures. I, I enjoy that element, shaping the cultures of a successful business, a successful home, organization, whatever it may be. I've been really good at how to do that, shaping cultures, which instill confidence in the people that are in those cultures that inspire greatness that's, I think, inside each and every one of us while doing it with life balance, okay? This is what I'm good at. And what I'm hoping to do, when John first pitched this to me, I said, I'm in. And it was because we're giving back. At the same time, we're going to get some stuff back, okay? What you just described, I can't wait to be in a community of like-minded professionals who want to grow, who are sharing ideas. I get to go coach a group of people and a group of clients, then I'm sure I'm going to be taking just as much, if not more than what I add to the community. That's what I'm excited about. I get to be a member of the community and I can ask questions to the community and give that stuff and then parlay it out to people because that's what I'm about. Okay. It's, it's, you've used the term uh, paying it forward. It's just like, this is great. I'm going to give back a little bit, but I think I'll get more in return. When I coach people, Frank, I have three guiding principles before I work with them, okay? And it's really cool that I think FAST has the same. It's not exactly completely overlap. Number one is I have to like you before I will actually work with you, okay? I got to lead big, big organizations with thousands and thousands of people, and I didn't like all those people, and they probably didn't like me either, okay? But in this coaching and in the FAST, we have no jerks allowed. I love that. When chat doing that, like, I'm in, man. Number two, guiding principle before I'll work with you is you have to want to grow. Okay. I wouldn't join fast unless you're really a growth minded financial advisor, financial professional. Okay. Otherwise, you're investing a lot of time just listening to podcasts, watching things, and stuff like that. Be just if you're not about growth, don't come. Okay. And that's the same thing about me coaching people. 
don't come. It's going to frustrate both of us. I'm expecting growth to occur and you're not occurring. But the third criteria, which is really the last one that I'm excited because fast brings us, is I have to like you. You have to want to grow and you have to have a high upside. I love working with people with high upside. That's where the best ideas come from. That's where my creative juices get going. This is where I take their stuff and I make it better. They take my stuff and make it better. All of that stuff. That's exciting. And that's what I'm hoping to get from it. That's a great point. I, I didn't think about it that way initially. It was when I first started thinking about this with John, it was really about like, you know, how can I pay it, pay it forward with the information that I know? And then you start realizing, wow, well, wait a minute. I'm actually going to start to learn things from you that, you know, if I'm having a conversation with one of my clients, maybe I learned something from you or somebody in the group that I can bring to one of my clients and it sort of builds my educational background. Doesn't necessarily have to be in the recruiting and consulting space or the M&A space. Um, it can be something else because we we do a lot of that coaching. So well, I look, I'm really excited about it. Um, I think having you as part of it, um, have been in, been in, you know, different roles and a leadership role at, at your level brings a different insight into the community. Um, you've been around, uh, I'll, I'll just say a little while longer than me. I'm not going to date either one of us. Um, you said something about balding and gray, but I have to say that I'm neither of those right now. So, well, I will give you a little quick story that it's about how adults learn and grow. Okay. And, um, I was in a session with, uh, actually John Cutton's group a number of years ago. And, uh, one of the uh, interns had written a letter thanking the organization. It was the end of the summer, and he said something, hey, thank you so much for all the support, da da da, da. I especially like going to, to Dr. Kelly's classes. Okay. I'm not a doctor, folks. A lot of people, I play one on TV or whatever type thing. <laughs> we, all, we all laughed about it. The intern had sent this letter, and he called me Dr. Kelly. And I thought, gosh, I want to Mr. Kelly to Dr. Kelly and one thing. And I then got in after the meeting was over, I got in the Uber and I had to drive from Pog to Brooklyn in rush hour traffic. So that's going to take me an hour, but I had a call with a client. I'm on my earbuds. I'm talking to one of my clients and um, doing one of my coaching calls. I get off my call, put, take off my earbuds and the, the, the uh, Uber driver says, Professor Kelly, or no, I said, Professor, will be there in about five minutes. I said, excuse me? He goes, I just assumed you were a professor. The way you were asking questions and teaching and educating and stuff, you're kind of like a professor. And I kind of giggled and stuff like that. And I said, no, this is what I do. And I explained it to him. And and uh, a minute later, there's a quiet in the car and he's driving. And, and then he says, you know what? You should be a leader. And I kind of, I said, well... I guess I've kind of seen in most of my 30 plus years in the, in the industry, I view myself as a leader. He goes, no, you should be the leader of the United States. You should be the president. <laughs> like how you talk. So I went from Mr. Kelly, Dr. Kelly, to Professor Kelly, to President Kelly, all in about a, an hour and a half okay, period of time. And one of the things I want to talk about real quickly, because I do have a little bit of that professor in me and that Dr. Kelly stuff. Um, and maybe some of that leadership too. But one of the things I'll share with the group today is I call it the 70-20-10 of adult learning and growing. How adults learn and how they grow is 70% is you must go do. You don't become a great golfer 
by watching a video. That's the 10%. The 10% of adult learning growing is books, podcasts, and this, what you, if you're listening to this broadcast or watching this, this is a 10%er. This will help. But if you don't become a great leader or a great golfer, great business leader by watching a podcast, the 20% is the coach or mentor. The fast group is about the 10 and the 20 together. Okay. It's about, we're going to provide you the information. You can take all the information you want. You got to go use it, the 70%. The 20%, the coach and the mentorship, I call the multiplier. The coach or the mentor makes sure you do it the right way. Don't make the same mistakes as you're practicing. They're giving you feedback. They make sure you read the right books, listen to the right podcasts. Okay. That's why I call it the multiplier. And actually studies have shown that that 20% actually be maybe even more important than 20%. And that's what I think about what we do here. What we're trying to create is that, is that 20% of coaching and mentoring to help people grow and develop for whatever they want to achieve, personally and professionally. So if somebody wanted to um, reach out to you, so obviously, again, if you wanted to join FASS, you can go to joinfass.com. Um, but what if somebody just wanted to reach out to you directly? Where, where do they go and how do they contact you? And and then maybe maybe just talk, you said about you have to like them, right? Is there a process or an interview process that you go through before you decide to take on a client in terms of, is there a size number, number of number of people on their team? Um, you know, like when do you say no to no to a client aside from if they're a jerk? Yeah, thanks for asking. Um First of all, it's, it's just R. Kelly, and not the musician, R. Kelly, at, at think to perform and think the number two perform.com. It's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. I do have a limited number of people I coach. Okay. I keep that to 20. And it's because I want to make a meaningful difference in the people's lives and in their organization's life. So I keep it to the small group. Um, but at think to perform, I have a lot of colleagues and people that I've been developing. Um, so I have colleagues and then people on my team depending on the need, but yes, you contact me. And here's the thing. I won't contact, I won't call out to you. Okay. It's, this is part of the process. I expect you to call me. And that, that's one of the ways to show that you will be willing to do uncomfortable things in order to grow. Okay. If you're not even willing to pick up the phone or send in an email, you're probably not going to do the things I'm recommending to potentially change and get to the next level. So that's one of the ways you show me that you can uh, are willing to grow. But my sweet spot, again, is working with teams. Okay, When I think about larger, the team, John Cutton is a great example. When I first started with him, he had 20-something people on the team. Now he's got almost 200. Okay, uh, I'm not saying you have to have 20-something people, but most of my clients are anywhere from three or four Okay, on the low end. And that's not my sweet spot. My sweet spot is when I'm working with 25 to 100. Okay, That's where you start developing the young officers. And most of my clients, not all of my clients, are in the financial services space. Um, it just happens to be where I grew up. And when you're doing coaching, um, a lot of it's based on trust. And when people know you based on your, hey, I've heard good things about you, right? Kind of like Frank and I have just met over the last several months. But he heard about me from John Cotton, who I've known for years. Um, it's the same thing in terms of most of the people are referred to me. Because coaching is very personal. So it's about trust at the foundation. I have to trust you. Um, and I can get transparent trust when someone like someone you trust a lot goes, 
hey, this guy's a really good guy. Most of the, I'll call it the cold calling type thing, doesn't work nearly as well in the coaching business. Um, they have to have that personal endorsement or know you. And sometimes right. it takes a while to get to that. So if someone does approach me and who doesn't know me, I will do some due diligence. I will call people within the industry. I usually know people from your company and I'll find out your reputation and stuff like that because I will not work with jerks. And I have said that to people. I'll tell you, these are the three things and I may not say which one you don't meet. <laughs> right. go, you know, I'm going to have to pass. I'll have to work with someone else because I just, I do not ever want anyone ever again on my calendar when their name shows up, I get a pit in my stomach. Not going to happen anymore. I, I'm excited when I go into work at the beginning of the day and when I leave my office, which happens to be in my home, my wife always says, you walk out with a big smile on your face. Um, and it's because I get to live my why every day. Yeah, and I think if you don't bring on the right clients, um, it's just like an advisor's practice, right? If you don't bring on the right clients, um, it actually can detract from your success. It detracts from the success of your team because if you're left, you know, if your sports staff is left working with that it, that client, um, it takes sort of sucks the life out of them for when your good clients call. And now they're all banged up because they just got yelled at by some client that was complaining about, you know, why their statement didn't come, you know, on the day it was supposed to come or some random bullshit question, you know, so. Technology didn't work today when I tried to get on the app. It's like right. walking through the world. Right, like it's the sales assistant's fault that you forgot your <laughs> password again. Like, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah. anyway, listen, this has been this has been great. I, I really appreciate your time. Um, I'm excited to work with you uh, through uh, Financial Advisor Success Syndicate, um, learn from you on what you're doing and how you're how you're coaching and developing teams. Glean some information from you, which would be tremendous. And I hope that this, you know, hope that you you get a, a sense of reward and fulfillment by really paying it forward as well. I know I'm excited to do it. Um, the group of folks that we have uh, in the organization is going to be really really great. Um, and I'm just really excited to see how the the members come together and build something that I, do, I don't believe I've been in the business a long time. I don't believe there's anything like this in the organization, right? Uh, in the industry, excuse me, like this, there are conferences and things like that, that people go to. Uh, but I don't think there is any format like this in the industry. I think, believe we are the first of, of its kind. Um, and so I'm excited about, about that. Um, and we'll, so we'll see where it goes. So. Yeah, I hope the, hope the audience joins us. And again, Frank and I just were connected a few months ago, so it's going to be a great learning from you. And hopefully you will pick a few things up from me and uh, hope many of you out there choose to join us. Awesome. Thanks again, Frank, for having yeah. me. No, I appreciate it. And for my listeners, thanks again for joining us. Uh, don't forget to uh, like and subscribe on Apple iTunes, wherever you listen to, to your podcast, or if you're watching us on, on YouTube, which is Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa on YouTube, check my uh, Instagram page out at franklarosa.elite. Always hit me up on LinkedIn. If you have any questions, you want to learn more about the, the success syndicate, or if you want to reach out to, to Ray, you can reach out to him. Um, his uh, his bio and his uh, uh, contact information will be in the link on our, uh, on our, on our uh, podcast, so you can get it there. And um, I look forward to seeing everybody in the group. Thanks a lot. And Ray, thanks a lot for joining me. 
Bye now. Thanks for listening to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. If you're looking for more advice or solutions on any topics in the financial services industry, or you just want to subscribe to our podcast, head on over to EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcasts.